Welcome to Heart, Soul, Mind, and Strength, where we work toward loving God with everything that makes us human. Today, we're going to look at the concept of blind faith. Is the Christian faith just a blind leap into the void of no evidence? Let's take a look. Is Christianity a blind faith? Typically, when someone mentions blind faith, what they mean is something like the idea of believing something without any evidence, or at least without sufficient evidence. Is that what Christianity is all about? Does it seem plausible that Christianity would have lasted for roughly two millennia and would include some of the most brilliant scientific and philosophical minds throughout human history if it required belief despite a lack of sufficient evidence? Let's take a look at the idea of faith first. For some reason, this word, when it's applied to a theological belief, seems to mean something akin to a wish or a hope. Not the sort of hope that's often referred to in the New Testament, which is kind of more of an expected outcome that someone's looking forward to, but rather it seems more like hoping that your lottery numbers are picked so you can win. To a degree, the common understanding of faith is almost synonymous with the blind faith that we're looking at today. It's almost as if the blind part is just implied when talking about faith. Now, what's strange to me is that it seems that theological or religious beliefs are the only ones that seem to view the concept of faith that way. In every other context I can think of, faith is more synonymous with trust. We see this when we talk about a spouse, a spouse being faithful, when we see uh, uh, someone that makes a show of good faith. We see it when we see a United States Marine claiming to be always faithful. In all these contexts, when we're talking about being faithful, we're referring to the idea that the person who is faithful is one who can be trusted and relied upon. Now, whether we're referring to a spouse or a soldier or a bank or a potential business associate, the idea of having faith in them is an indication that one feels a sense that this individual can be trusted. Now, the blind part of blind faith is, as I mentioned, it's already implied in this common idea of faith as it pertains to Christianity and, and, and uh, religious belief. Now, it generally implies an unknown or a lack of supporting evidence. So a blind faith is a sort of non-rational, or some might even say irrational, belief in something that is blind in the sense that there's no valid reason for holding that belief. If, on the other hand, we take faith to be synonymous with trust, and we apply the blind concept to it, I would say there's a sense in which that might be kind of accurate. If you go back to civil discourse, my very first episode, I mentioned that we hold most of our beliefs with something less than 100% certainty. In other words, we have a bit of a blind spot. Yet, when we put our faith, as in trust, in something, we're doing so with 100% commitment. Now, I don't sit around wondering if my wife is doing something behind my back because I trust her. Am I 100% certain that she wouldn't do something that, if known, would damage our relationship? I don't think anyone could say that. But based on my experiences with her since we've been together, I have enough evidence to make me reasonably certain, which in turn allows me to not have to hire someone to follow her around and verify that nothing's going on. In other words, there's a blind leap from whatever degree of certainty I have in her trustworthiness, which is based on my experience and evidence, 
and the 100% trust I extend to her by not having her followed around to catch her doing something wrong. Now, I don't think I could ever put an exact figure on it, but just for the sake of illustrating the point, let's say that I'm 99% certain that she would never betray me. Therefore, I 100% do not check up on her. That 1% difference is where the blind faith area would be. Now, I don't know for sure which is the blind part, but I will trust her faith based on the evidence and experience I have with her. That's the other 99%. So I make the leap from the less than 100% certainty that I have to the 100% trust with regard to my behavior toward her. A similar popular analogy is air travel. Of course, you can never be 100% certain that an airplane will get you safely to your destination. However, you definitely commit 100% by getting on the plane and staying there through takeoff. And while you can't possibly be 100% certain that you'll be safe, based on historical data and what we commonly know about safety measures taken by airlines, including pre-flight checks and other various things that they do before each flight, there's been a pattern of successful flights that give them enough credulity that we can, more or less comfortably, trust that we will arrive safely at the other end of the flight. Regardless of the percentage of uncertainty, you cannot partially commit to being on an airplane. You're either on or you're off. If you distrust it more than you trust it, chances are you'll find some other way to get where you're going. But if you trust it even slightly more than you distrust it, you'll likely get on board. You might feel uneasy about it, but you're 100% committed. That is the leap of faith you take in the airplane and the crew. So. There's a sense in which Christianity involves a blind leap of faith. With what we can assess based on historical records, archaeological evidence, cultural traditions, philosophical reasoning, scientific understanding of the natural world, and all these other things, we have enough evidence to reasonably conclude that the claims at the core of Christianity are true. We can be reasonably certain, based on all the evidence, that while our sin separates us from God, Jesus, the Messiah, the Christ, the Anointed One, was able by his death, burial, and resurrection to solve the sin problem for us so that we could be reunited with God for eternity. Can we be 100% certain? Nope. But we can be reasonably certain to the degree that we put 100% of our trust in him that he will effectively pay our sin debt so that we don't have to pay it ourselves. In return, we give him our love, affection, and obedience to the, to the degree that we're able. Not in order to receive this gift of forgiveness, but in response to the already received gift. And the great thing is, this offer is open to everybody. No matter your age, nationality, skin color, skill level, background, or even if you had a colorful past, Jesus made a way for every single one of us to be forgiven. And if you are even just barely over 50% certain that it's true based on an objective review of the evidence, it is reasonable to dedicate your life to accepting and responding to His grace and sharing it with as many people as you can. It's not guaranteed to make your life easier, but it will make it better. Take that leap of faith yourself. You won't regret it. So, what did you think? I hope this was helpful and thought-provoking for you. Please feel free to leave me any feedback you may have, but please do so respectfully, and I'll be respectful in return. 
As I mentioned before, this project is just getting started, so I need your help to get this in front of more people. If you could share feedback or link back to here, it'll help get the word out. And the best thing to do is share it with everyone you know. Plus, stop by the website and subscribe. That way you're always the first to get any new comment. You can subscribe on the website by email. You can subscribe on Spotify, on Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Make sure you come back regularly because I'm always going to be adding new resources and you don't want to miss any of that. You'll find a link to the website here in the notes. Thanks again, and I look forward to sharing the next exciting topic with you.